0: Ola! 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 Playing Survivor is like climbing Everest. It gets harder and harder the further you go up. In Survivor, there's never any rest at all. This is Survivor, it's game changers. The game is constantly changing. You guys are changing it. Reinventing how this game is played! Yes! Right. Reinventing how the game is played. Yeah! knows this game better than any of us out here. Zeke's a really smart player. Zeke is obviously calculating things, many moves down the line. And something you have to do in Survivor is you always have to strike before the other person. I'm finally getting to use my Survivor skill set, which is the running around and the scheming and the plotting and the voting people out.
1: My relationship with Zeke has been so out of control. We went from what I thought was BFFs to him totally betraying me, and now, I cannot wait to get him out of this game.
0: Just because you have the numbers, doesn't mean you have trust. 11th person voted out the fourth member of our jury. Zeke, the Trump is spoken.
1: Hello and welcome survivor lovers to Post-Tribal ET Canada's Game Changer podcast. Welcome, welcome,
2: welcome Parv. Another blind side, another week of Post-Tribal. That's right, Aaron. And my God, I am for one, so sick of the words Game changer. If they say it one more time, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lose it. I'm sure people have made drinking games out of it because it's just, it's overkill. It is a bit overkill. However,
1: from my somewhat experienced view of the game, I would say what Andrea pulled off last night could be considered a game changing blindside. It was very well crafted.
2: Yeah, I thought it was great. You know what I really liked about Andrea's move was how emotional she was about it and she just didn't even care i mean i loved seeing her focus and determination in the challenge to win immunity and then once she gets back she's like hey i've got some power i'm safe let's get rid of this guy who's like coming at me and making me mad that was cute i loved it too she's done very well the last two episodes dominated in challenges
1: she's a real firecracker out there and I'm starting to root more and more for her unfortunately rooting for her means saying goodbye to Zeke who has been such an incredible player and personality and game changer sorry Parv since becoming (laughs) part of the survivor world did you expect him to go home so soon
2: well I mean, I knew he was going to go home at some point because Zeke is so strategic and he's outward about his strategic nature and that he wants to really, really play hard. So I knew that... I mean, he's with a group that... None of them are as strategic-minded as he is. Sari is probably the closest, but she's so subtle. And Zeke is so out there that, like, I was thinking, like, people would be threatened by him and he would probably be off at some point. Like, I didn't see him making it to the end. But as far as, like, Andrea really holding that grudge, I thought maybe she would be able to let it go. But um, the Andrea-Zeke battle... It ended with his going home, and I'm kind of sad about it because I really
1: like Zeke. Yeah, I like him too, and I know you know him personally, so I really look forward to hearing you two connect during the interview because I'm sure you're going to be able to pull even more juicy stuff out of him, but maybe talk a little bit about how the entire episode kind of revolves around whether this power six should stay together or turn on each other with Sarah in the middle, being able to flip, being able to choose both sides once again. Break down that whole evolution there, Parv.
2: The really interesting thing for me here is, well, we heard Michaela talking to Sarah and saying, I don't feel comfortable. It's six versus four. If we flip now, then it's only five versus four. And then that's not really safe, right? It's like anyone could flip at that point. So they don't have a really strong alliance. And Sarah is really interesting to me. As the game continues to go further on and she gets deeper in, she's really locking up her emotions and her true feelings and Mm -hmm. we hear her saying these things in her confessions that she's not letting on at all when she's talking with other people that is a level of mastery that I mean it's really impressive to watch her do that but man it takes so much energy to do that Erin she looks like she's gonna break but I don't know I mean do you think that she made the right move as far as flipping on Zeke. She said that that was the person she trusted the most. She said it was the only one, really. So
1: I don't know how that's going to play out for her in the long term. But she has said several times in her confessions that she wants to be someone with a really solid resume. Now she's done two big moves. But she's also possibly being known as somebody who kind of flip-flops, right? Same kind of gameplay we saw in Ty in his previous season. I kind of think that that can hurt you in the end, too, if you don't stay true to anyone.
2: It can. It has been known to hurt you in the past, but this is a season of Game Changers. So maybe
1: they're
2: she gonna, not, she <laughs> Maybe they're changing things up and it's not going to matter. Maybe they're going to respect her for it. She hasn't had her name on the block at all, even though she is flipping back and forth. And usually in the past, when someone's a flipper, they'll get targeted because you can't trust them. You don't know which way they're going. So you might as well get rid of them because you have no idea what they're going to do next. It's just too unpredictable and volatile. But with her, she's been able to play this flip-floppy game and not be targeted for it. So she could be changing the season up. She could be, absolutely. Well, I think we can both agree
1: that Zeke didn't have a lot of trust by this point in the game. People were very intimidated by him, didn't believe him. You know, at certain times just felt he was playing too hard. I mean, we know how Andrea felt. And there was a great quote from Siri during the show that basically she said, I played this game four times, and Zeke knows this game better than I do. I think he failed to hide some of this incredible skill of his, and it just became so obvious to everyone out there that if we don't get this guy out now, he's going to win.
2: Yeah, and it looks to me like there aren't people that are willing to let someone take a hold of the game and run with it out there. This season yeah. we've got, you know, Sari wants this as her fourth time out there and she's giving everything. And we saw her in the last challenge really break down and like still pull it out in the end and go across that balance beam. And now, I mean, it's like every episode we're seeing people just start bawling and having these emotional moments because they're giving so much to this game. So I don't see any of these players just allowing someone like Zeke, who's a strategic powerhouse to make it further in the game if they want to get to the end i just uh, don't see that happening yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, i don't know about you i'm very very excited to talk to this strategic powerhouse I'm, i lost some money on him because he was my pick for one of the various survivor pools that i was in up next we have zeke a super fan of the game an ultimate strategy player and someone who's gone through a lot this season
0: It was smart for Andrea to come after me because I was just about to come after Andrea. It was a great move worthy of the title game changers. But playing this game, I have confronted so many fears and moved beyond boundaries that I've long kept in my life. It was a tremendously significant experience. I will forever be a better person because I played Survivor.
2: Zeke, my friend, back. welcome to post-tribal. You're on with Aaron Secula and you? Parvati. Hi, Zeke. <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Hi, Zeke.
0: Hello, hello.
2: Did you uh, have uh, a viewing party
0: to- for uh, your for your ouster last night? I did. I did. Well, we've been having viewing parties uh, for about every Wednesday for a very long time and this was the last one and it was pretty wild and pretty raucous but yeah I wouldn't go out any other way. What was that like? uh, Well you know I've been on the Survivor roller coaster for a year and a half since basically October of 2015 and the era of Zeke the Survivor player is over so we still got Zeke the jury member and the you know finale participant I suppose but you know, as a fan, I don't know that you can have any bigger survivor experience than the one that I had. But even as big a fan as I am, I'm a little bit ready to do the next thing.
1: Yeah, I, I imagine you probably could use a little breather. You have been, I mean, I think roller coaster is an understatement to explain what you've been through, especially this season. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that for sure. But I think we have to start first with Andrea, your nemesis this season. Going into this, did you ever think that little blonde cutie was going to take you down? It's going to get revenge?
0: I actually, oh yeah I'm, Yeah, I do I think that I knew We had drunk before we went out of season 34 And I just remember thinking like Andrea's going to be my downfall You know, uh, we're, we're pretty competitive people In particular with each other And I think that's part of the reason Why I think I was ready to move a little earlier Against her than people thought Was prudent And I think she would tell you too Like while we were friends We never intended to go very far with one another
2: Oh, wow, that's interesting, because it looks like...
0: Um, well, I think she made the absolute right move.
2: Okay, voting you out, you think, was the right thing. Well, we yeah, we saw last night that you were ready to get rid of her maybe next down the line. Mm-hmm. But, yes, definitely. It's no secret, Zeke, that you are a strategic mastermind out there and you're very outspoken with how hard you wanted to come in and play the game and win and even Suri gave you a lot of credit by saying i have played this game for four times but he still knows the game better than i do that has to feel good even though it did lead to your downfall
0: yeah that comment from Suri was pretty cool especially yeah. because she's one of my biggest survivor heroes maybe second only only to you parvati Um, And, uh, look, I'm a two-time mid-jury placer. I don't know how great a survivor player I am. But I had a blast out there, and I like playing big and taking swings, and I'm just glad I got those opportunities to do so.
1: I absolutely love your fearlessness in the game. You will not back down from any situation. Another moment last night that I have to ask you about was Michaela's tears. We were used to seeing her in tribal, like, sipping her from her cup or eating food and being ultimately sassy and not caring who the hell was going home. But she burst into tears when your name was read. What the heck was that about?
0: Yeah, I think it's a couple of things. I think first is that Michaela was pretty socially ostracized by the time we got to the merge. I think you see people like Sierra Thomas and Brad not being very kind to her. Mm. And, and I, you know, Michaela and I started this crazy journey together on March 28th of 2016. And, I wanted to be her friend. I like Michaela a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. And I think what we really bonded over was that, you know, we got on a plane together to play one season of Survivor, and here we were almost four months later, and we didn't know what our lives were going to look like when we went back home. You know, right. uh, we signed up for second seasons without really getting our ducks in a row. And, you know, we've been away from home doing this, this crazy thing together for a really long time. And I think it was really special to be able to share that with someone.
1: Wow, it was nice to see it from her too, because she has seemed so disconnected from other players. So it makes me happy to think that she had you out there, because we didn't in the edit. We really didn't see you two playing or hanging together.
0: Yeah, well, we would. I mean, Michaela voted for me three out of the four tribal councils we were together. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I just, I just always said to her, I was like, Michaela, you know, I want to work with you. Here's who I'm voting for. But I also understand people are throwing my name around, and it might just be smarter for you to vote for me. But know that I'm not going to take it personally, and I'll be interested in voting with you the next vote if you want to. Right.
2: That is what I find to be really interesting about this season is – and your season, actually, Zeke, before this one, too, is that you guys form alliances, but then, like, those alliances get so fluid And people flip over and switch sides and vote with different people and blindside people that they think need to be taken out for whatever reason. Maybe they're a bigger threat or something. But then those other people that flipped, they're brought back into the alliance again. Like, I'm thinking about Sarah. In this past episode and the the one previous where she flipped on the Majority Alliance with Ty and Brad and Debbie and all of them and moved over and came with you guys. And then we see her saying in her confessions how much she trusts you, Zeke, how you're the only person she wants to play with, you're the one she trusts the most. And then she votes for you. Like hmm. did that make any sense to you? Can you give us some insight about like what was going on that we didn't see?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think the sort of elephant in the room is that I was pretty doomed after the Varner incident. You know, people were not wanting to let me get very deep in the game because I had a pretty compelling story if I yeah. made it to the end. And uh, that compelling story really puts a big target on your back. And, you know, Sarah and I, we bonded really tightly as people. I, I love Sarah. I gave her my jacket. She wore it every day. She touched me and I touched her, and that's pretty powerful but what I also knew is that, you know, I had no shot to win. And I, I just said to her, after the Ozzy vote, where people voted for Ozzy and people voted for me and I just randomly voted for Aubrey, I just said, you know, you could lose this trying to save me and mm. don't. You know, I know we have a final two deal, but you are released from it. And at some point, you're going to need to vote me out
2: Wow.
1: in order wow. to
0: get yourself further in the game. And you should do that.
1: That's a very selfless move of you there. Global. So yeah.
0: I just think so highly of Sarah. Look, she's smart enough to know to vote me out anyway, but I just wanted her to know that she wasn't going to offend me by voting me out.
1: Right,
2: so...
0: And it was. It was the right thing for her to do. Yeah,
1: it was. We can't let you go, and we could talk to you for ages. I, I'm sure you and Par will probably go for coffee after and talk about it more, but we have to talk about metamorphosis. You, know, you talked about having a target on your back after the Varner incident, but this incident went way beyond the show. I really want to know how it's affected you and, and just your life right
0: when that news broke. Yeah, well, it's pretty much every day uh, since it happened, it's happened, it's been on my mind. It's been, you know, nine months of sort of bolting the furniture to the ceiling, preparing for my life to be turned upside down. And I didn't, you know, none of us knew. We all knew it was going to be big. We didn't know how big it was going to be, and it was much bigger than anyone anticipated. And we also didn't know what the reaction was. So I sort of prepared for the worst and then got the best. Huh. Um, you know, I've never seen a, a trans story be responded to with the outpouring of love and affection and, and sympathy, which, which I received. And it was also just handled so well by the media. You no, know, no sensationalistic headlines and outrage towards the wrongdoer and, and sympathy towards the wronged. And I, I'm just so overwhelmed to, to be a part of it. And I, what I hope it marks is a, a shift in the way in which trans people are, are represented in the media. Mm-hmm. You know, not just not just in the way that my story was received, but I think there's just such a, a great example set by Survivor of letting trans people tell their stories on their own terms, right. um, which which they have done every step of the way. And I, I feel really humbled to, to have partnered with CBS and Survivor and been, been a part of it. Uh,
2: that's amazing. Oh, wow. And you wrote a really beautiful piece for The Hollywood Reporter, talking about your feelings about what happened and playing survivor at the same time so you're both right you're Zeke the person you're also the Zeke the survivor player and what you mentioned in that article that I found so interesting and really delightful is that you mentioned you know I release Varner got like best wishes to him but at the same time I don't feel the need to be friends with him or be close to him or bury the hatchet and yeah. hang out with him. And, you know, I think that's really nice for people to hear is that you can still have a feeling of goodwill towards someone and protect yourself and keep your boundaries so that, you know, you're really taking mm-hmm. care of you at the same time. So if people have not yeah, read that article, so I hard. encourage you guys to go on to the Hollywood Reporter and find that mm-hmm. article's the that you wrote because mm-hmm. it was really. I'm cool. um, Zeke.
0: yeah, oh, thank you, thank qu- you so much.
2: Yeah, beautiful and well said, Parv. I have a question
1: too that maybe is silly. Well, Parv, you can weigh in on this one too because you know you sign waivers when you go on this show, and and I don't know how much paperwork is involved because I've never seen it, but you know I imagine there's a lot of this like, hey, you know you you're you're signing your life away. You're on Survivor. Anything can be used for this show. Was there ever a moment where you had a discussion with CBS or with anyone like, hey, I I don't want this released in the world? Do do you have that say? And if you had, would you have said no to it coming out?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I suppose this is a big controversial question. And I would say that for me, not only did it ever cross my mind that it shouldn't air and never did I ask for it not to air. I always felt pretty strongly that it should air. Good, And that's because the reaction from my tribe mates is so swift. And, and so overwhelming, and I think it's just the perfect example of how to respond to injustice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it could have been a really dark night if they hadn't stood in my defense, but they did. Yeah. And what 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 could have been so dark was just you know showered with so much light that I felt it was important for the world to see. Like I think you could think of what happened as you know a dark moment in Survivor history, but I don't think so. I think it's a shining moment of of why like even in in the the most difficult cutthroat situation that some people might overstep their bounds, but other people are going to put them in their place. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel really lucky and really grateful to have been surrounded by five tribe mates who would stand for me. And for Jeff Probst, who I think conducted that tribal yeah. council like the absolute master he is.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Parv and I talked a lot about how we were just so proud to see that there was zero hesitation for your tribe mates stepping up. Ozzy saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. Andrea was in tears. I mean, there was no doubt that something wrong had taken place, and everybody forgot the game in that moment and just stood next to their friend and 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 lifted their friend up. And and you got to feel good about that. You got to know that you have a lot of love in your life, Zeke. That's for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I felt I was really humbled too to have been surrounded by such great people that night. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, Zeke, I am so curious because you went back to back. And I haven't gone back to back. I know Russell Hans went back to back when we played in Heroes vs. Villains. And he was a real loony bird when he came back the second time to play. Because it's just like you just your mind does not escape the game. And you know what it's like when you're out there and your mind is constantly on all the time. I think Suri mentioned it in this past episode is if you look away for one second you could lose or you could make a mistake or you could misjudge something. and not. If you're not present for one second and not in game mode for one second, then you could be out, right? So your mind has been in that game mode for yeah. two straight seasons. So tell me now, like, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you recovering? How's your life now?
0: Well, I appreciate that you understand the toll it takes on your brain playing two consecutive seasons. You know, by the end of it, I was, I was running pretty low. I was running on fumes and my mm-hmm. brain just would refuse to do the strategic calculations it was able to do in season 33. Like, it, it, I just couldn't engage in the same way that I, I couldn't in the previous season. Uh, and yeah, I felt like after the game, my brain was souped. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, like it really took a while for my mind to resume working in the way that it had. But, you know, CBS paid for me to see a a very amazing, expensive therapist every week since I got (laughs) home, and it took a little while to be able to trust people and, I think, to be engaged in social situations without being afraid of being voted out. But, you know, my friends Mm -hmm. are the greatest, and they love me so much, and I love them, and I'm doing fantastic.
1: Wow. It's so interesting. I think people who watch the show, and and there are people who still think that Survivor is scripted and easy and there's catering. Uh, People have no idea. I think it's important that people know that not only is it physically taxing, but it's really the emotional side that so many of you players have to deal with during and after. It doesn't just go away.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I mean, physically Survivor, I mean, being hungry is... That's hard. But physically, it wasn't that taxing on me. It was the mental and emotional side. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes it so complicated is you have this experience, which is one of the most sensory, overloading, incredible experiences of your life. And I think most people leave feeling like they have learned new things about themselves. They leave the game feeling good about themselves. And then you have to watch it back, where you don't have your own narrative of what happened. You have someone else's narrative of what happened, Mm -hmm. and then you have all these people on the internet commenting about what happened, and that's hard to grapple with. Yeah.
2: That's a really good point. That's exactly true, because you Mm -hmm. leave Mm -hmm. thinking, like, I did really well. Like, this is what I did. I knew what was happening. And then I remember having the same feeling, watching it back and being like, oh, my God, that was happening? I had no idea they were having this conversation. Like, I thought I knew everything. It really does shine a light yeah. on, like, we don't know half of what's going on, like, ever. And it's kind and, of shattering. And
1: you're both nuts for putting yourself through it. But I have to ask Zeke, you're such a huge fan of the game. You're a brilliant player. You understand the game like nobody else. Would you play again?
0: Oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> I Look, I, I don't know if another trip to Survivor is in the cards. Certainly not anytime soon. You know, Survivor has, I think, opened up my world a little bit, and I'm excited to take on some new adventures, and I don't know if another game is in the cards mm-hmm. a few years down the line. We'll, we'll see.
2: Well, what's uh, the next great adventure uh, for you,
0: Zeke? Look, I would say that, like, one, a misconception I held before Survivor was that there were places I didn't belong because I was trans, and mm-hmm. I think that Survivor has exploded that that misconception. And I don't, you know, I think I've learned that you have to be a little tougher Mm. to blaze new trails and you got to know how to advocate for yourself and, and kind of teach other people how to treat you. But that, um, you know, it's, it's worth knocking down doors that I, I once thought were closed. Wow.
1: Beautiful Zeke. Wow. amazing! You okay. keep knocking down doors, and and keep us posted, even if it's not survivor related. You can come on our podcast anymore and just yak with us, because you are really awesome.
0: Oh, I would love to. I love you.
1: You are a really awesome human being. What and, a gem! Uh, yeah, I wish I lived in Brooklyn too. Oh, gosh,
2: I know, Aaron. You can come visit any time. <laughs> we'll take you out, yes, Dan. Yeah, please.
1: Uh, thank you so much, zeke uh, We really appreciate you being on Post Tribal. We know you're a busy man today, so we'll have to let you go. So you take it easy. Take care of yourself. All right. Thank Thank you for having me.
0: I love you. I love
1: you, ladies. Bye. Love you, too. I didn't
2: realize we were talking for that
1: long. I know. 20 minutes. But he's wonderful. He's a wonderful person to
2: talk to. He's so intelligent and perceptive in the way that he processes his experiences and talks about them is amazing. No, it is.
1: And I'm so moved by the way that he's looking at this. It's not even all about him there's a selflessness in the way that he's approaching what he's gone through on this game. And I mean, I think that's a huge lesson for all of us and I'm buzzed. I'm buzzed after talking to Zeke, but we have to talk about other people now too. Are you ready?
2: Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's give him a moment, a moment. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Moving on.
1: We are down to the final nine. And there's lots of power in play, of course. We saw some votes thrown Ty's way,
2: but, I mean, I didn't think they were all that threatening last night. Yeah, and because they didn't ever even bring up Ty's name at all in the episode until we saw his name. So I was like, why didn't they do that to at least, like, throw us off a little bit? Yeah, it was pretty obvious
1: Zeke was going home, unfortunately. But Ty does have two hidden immunity idols. Sarah has her steal-a-vote, and Sierra has the legacy advantage. Let's talk a little bit about idol playing, advantages. I mean, you're kind of the master. You're the double idol player. What's it going to take for these guys to make these advantages work?
2: Well, this is tricky because this season, it doesn't look like there's really strong alliances there. Like, would Ty even want to play an idol to protect someone else? Or is he just going to go it alone? I mean, it seems to me like Ty's got two idols. He he hasn't felt threatened enough to play even one of them. He's had them in his pocket for multiple episodes in a row, multiple tribal councils. So, I mean, last night, if he even had any idea that his name was going to be written down, I'm sure he would have played one, right? But it seems to me like Ty's Mm. kind of oblivious. I don't know if he's oblivious or if he's really, really (laughs) smart and he's holding on to those Oh, no. because he's We've a mind had this reader discussion before. <laughs> I
1: can't tell if he ever really knows what's happening in the game but he goes with his gut or it's the zen place that he just or, he's, or just dumb luck I don't know but I hope he does something really powerful with those two idols because the opportunities are pretty incredible for him Sarah and Sierra it looks like they're
2: closing up next
1: episode what do you think about that?
2: I think that that could be interesting because Sierra is, she's kind of on the outs right now. I mean, she's with Brad Culpepper, but Sarah has this really cool composure right now, and she could be with anyone. She could work with anyone. And I think like people aren't seeing her as a threat, which is really surprising to me because the way that she's playing is cold-blooded, but also people love her Mm -hmm. still. So I think she's a huge threat. And then Sarah getting closer with Sierra could mean trouble for Andrea and Sari. Yes. Potentially, because those are the other ladies. That's a strong duo there. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if people realize how tight Sari and Andrea are. We haven't really heard anyone talking about that. But if they are nervous about them, then Sierra and Sarah could be looking to break that up. Yeah. Maybe they have to cut down on their cozy hammock time together because
1: last episode they were definitely in there for a while making really great plans. But, you know, you can't do that too much without... Raising red flags everywhere you go. Um, there was also a tease from Jeff talking about an unbreakable alliance, which I actually don't think exists in Survivor, but hell. And this was said over visuals of Michaela shaking hands with Troyzan, Ty, and Sierra. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, we saw but- Michaela get really upset when Zeke left, so it looks like I mean she could be a free agent right now. Skipping right over to Troyzan, Ty, and Sierra. But where's Brad? Culpepper then, because yeah. I think Brad and exactly. Ty are pretty unbreakable at this point. So if Michaela's getting in with you. And all of them, then that's a really strong yeah. play.
1: Well, Culpepper, we have to touch on him briefly, because I know he's sort of been the player to watch for you this season, and you saw something in his eyes last night.
2: Yes! Oh my God, I'm so glad you brought that up, Erin, because Brad Culpepper is really showing up. For me, watching him He is determined. And that fierce determination, that's what you need to get you to the end. And he said it in his confession last night. He's like, I don't want to vote for Ty, but make no mistake, I am determined to win this game. When someone says something with that kind of conviction, that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that they showed us that clip for a reason. I have no spoilers. I have not been spoiled. But I am just saying, this is my take. I think Brad Culpepper is going to take it to the end. Oh, well,
1: if he gets a little Monica Culpepper love next weekend, that could give him that next big boost that he needs to go all the way, because we're going to see some loved ones.
2: Yay, this is my favorite episode. I love the loved ones. It's, like, it's a good chance to cry yeah. for a different reason. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah like you're happy. right.
1: I cry watching them, which is so weird. I don't even know these. Well, I know, yes, I kind of know these people. But it is a very emotional part of the game. You've competed in three loved one challenges, which I believe is a record. How many records do you have? Other than a good cry for the right reason, what's it really like in that moment?
2: Man, there's nothing like it. Just like Zeke was talking about, you're in this game mode of you can't turn it off. You have to be in this place of super high alert, constantly don't let any vulnerability be exposed, but and you can't really trust anyone completely. But when your loved one shows up, it's just like everything kind of falls away and then you remember what love is again and oh. it's like it's a really um it can be a really strengthening heartening moment to bring the energy and the sort of life needed to make it to the end of the game to have oh. your loved ones there and I know if we see oh. Cherie's husband if HB shows up I mean I'm gonna lose it because I mean Cherie's has oh. been trying this whole season already and I'm already like I'm on I'm in it with her so like we see her husband that's it Uh, I I think probably Monica Uh, Culpepper will have some guidelines and some advice for Brad. Oh, I
1: I think she will for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I could use a little breather and a little bit of love. These blind sides, these alliances crumbling before our eyes it'll be nice to get a little love on that island but you know we'll get the usual trust issues and unbreakable breakable alliances and all that other fun stuff in another episode of survivor (laughs) next week yay thank you everybody for tuning in to post tribal another good one wow we really went to town there on zeke i hope you guys enjoyed it because i i think it was uh incredible to talk to him and, uh, and to get excited about next week. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much, everyone, and thank you, Pav, as always. Bye. Thanks, Erin.